From the depths of our nightmares to the haunting of the witching hour. We present to you Crazy Hexy Ghoul. I'm Kelly. And I'm Arlo. So come and join us as we obsess over ghosties and shit. Did you just say ghosties and shit? Hell yeah, I did. You guys, shit's about to get real. Welcome back to another episode. Like, I just want to preface this by saying we have already been drinking and we're about to open up another bottle of wine. I'm pretty sure like my lips are purple right now. (laughs) Well, they're not. You're fine. You're good. Look, my lips better be stained red by the time this episode is over. Mm -hmm. You hear me? I'm so excited for the wine. I'm not going to lie. I'm very excited. Let's talk about it then. Today, we decided we're going to try the Seven Moons Red Wine. It's a California red blend, and it's made with seven different grapes. Oh. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. What yeah, I did a little some... Oh, well, typically in a red blend, you don't have to specify which grapes they are. It's not... By law, they don't have to tell you. And they usually don't. I don't know if you know that. You know, I didn't know that. But also, Kelly... Okay, I'm going to give you props for how you're opening that. She just used her teeth like a badass bitch. (laughs) She's not afraid to lose her teeth. I am. I would never do that. Look, My teeth hurt a little bit right now. But it's going to be fun. (laughs) I haven't We're been just, to the dentist in five years. I'm good. Right? I suck at opening anything. Just okay. The, the key to opening it is to have a steady hand. That's all I you need is not. a steady hand. Oh, look, hold on. I'll get up and I'll help you. Okay, I'm gonna go across the table here. Let me see. It. Let me okay. see that bit. I might have already messed it up. Did I mess it up? Nope. Okay. And the arms will fly up <gasps> at that point, and then you push them down. Oh. Okay. Okay. Ooh, she a bad bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me get the cork off of here. Nailed it. We're using a cork screw like the old school with the flappy arms. Yeah. Okay, now I'm back. And that's my favorite. Ooh. Ooh. I'm so sorry. Where did you put... Did we have a wine spill? A Pick up bit. on Isle Arlo's table. I'm sorry. It's okay. Ooh. I'll take that. I need like a little half glass. Here you go. Okay. Oh, there is a drip dropping. Is it a drip a dropping? Is it a drip? A drop? A drip. A drip. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. It's the wine. <laughs> it's not the wine. You know. Shall we? Shall okay. It's it's fifty fifty. Uh, fifty percent is wine. The other fifty percent is just us being exposed to the world. <laughs> yeah. And then this is how we deal with it. We cover up our pain with laughter and comedy, <laughs> just like any normal person would do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well. I mean, I would think so. That or I shut down. One of those two. <laughs> So, right? I'm either super accepting of the shit that's just happened, or I'm completely like on the floor, under a blanket, under a rock, in a hole somewhere on the moon. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's, that's my vibe. It. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. Have you tried the wine yet? I haven't tried the wine. I want to taste it. Mmm. Oh, goodness. That's good. I've mm. never had this wine before. 
It's very light. It is. It's really easy to drink. The back of the bottle says Seven Moons Red Blend celebrates the faces of the moon with seven enticing flavors that reveal a smooth, fruity, and easy to drink wine. Uncork a bottle, pour a glass, and find a connection in the moonlight. It has notes of dark berry, cherry, raspberry, mocha, baking spice, vanilla bean, coffee. This wine is really good. I'm feeling that. Mm-hmm. I typically like my wine, like how I like my man, tall, dark, and dry. Just kidding. That's not true. <laughs> I am a red wine fan. Maybe a little sweet. Maybe a little bit of something. You know, I've been getting more into red wines lately. And I like the, I like the easier to drink wines just because mm-hmm. I'm a fucking baby. <laughs> <laughs> I like some cocktails. Are you okay. a wine baby? <laughs> I am. I am a winey baby. <laughs> Um, well, if the shoe fits. <laughs> fuck. God. Oh, oh fuck. If, if the wine shoe fits. <laughs> this is what happens when I drink. Like, I'm going to need a cigarette at some point in time. You know that show, Wine and Crime? How do they drink and then, like, present their podcasts and, like, make it sound good? Um, like, hopefully this doesn't sound all slurry and weird. I don't think it will. Okay. Okay, so this would not be a typical episode if we weren't at least talking about one candle we've lit today. Okay. Oh, yeah. I bought a candle from Target. It's called Sweet Tobacco. It's the collection by Chesapeake Bay Candle, and it's fucking amazing. It smells really good. Woodworks candle, whatever they're called. The one that's all the crackly, poppy sounds. Yes, like in our last episode. For yes. Sure, yeah. Um, there's one called Hot Toddy that's on sale uh, right now. Yeah. Well, now, every time I think of a hot toddy, I think of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully in drink form and in human form. Yes. <laughs> You're the personification of a hot toddy. Mm. So. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you guys can't tell, but I'm dancing right now. Arlo's a hot toddy. <laughs> okay, so shall we get into this episode and stop boring people with our shit? Yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> Today's episode is about the moon. On July 20th, 1969, American astronaut Neil Armstrong stepped off the lunar landing module Eagle, and he became the first human to walk on the surface of the moon. Nearly 240,000 miles from Earth, Armstrong spoke these words to more than a billion people listening at home. That's one step for man and one giant leap for mankind. Just a side note here, only 12 people have ever been to the moon. Did you know that? No, I haven't. I knew it was, like, pretty few. The Apollo program that uh, was created in the late 60s and early 70s cost them over $200 billion. Over 400,000 people worked on the first moon landing, Apollo 11. I believe that. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. In some children's fairy tales, they tell us that the moon is made of cheese. Did you as a kid think that the moon was made of cheese, Kelly? No, but I was also told Santa Claus wasn't real, so I didn't have a lot of time for, like, fairy tales and stuff. Like, I knew fairy tales weren't real. That makes me sound like my childhood was really sad. It really wasn't, but that- There were just some sad aspects, which I think we all kind of have those sad aspects. That's true. Unfortunately, the moon isn't made of cheese, but it is made up of more realistic ingredients. Things like impact craters and volcanoes inhabit the moon. According to astronaut Jack Schmidt in a Space.com interview, the moon smells like burnt gunpowder, which is from oxidation of moon dust, basically. 
I bought us some moon cheese to try. Would you like to try some? My lactose intolerant ass would love <laughs> to try some moon cheese. We about to make you shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's going to be bloopies for real. God. I got to get some gas X. Oh, shit. <laughs> Let me just smell. Oh, God, that smells like shit and farts. <laughs> I'm sure it smells like Gouda. Okay, it's Gouda flavored. So this is called moon cheese. Oh my Gouda. Does it? Does the cheese look like the moon? The <gasps> most serious question. Like yes, they do. Okay, let's take some here. Kelly, passing it on to you. Yeah. Oh my God, here we go. I would love to take some. Hmm, okay. Nice, it tastes good. They look like little moon spears. Well, they're not very spherical, but they're kind of lopsided and cool and cute and adorable. This, one, got little kind of, this one kind of looks like the moon. Mm, mm, mm. Now that's some good stuff. So we just tried our first ever moon cheese and it was fucking popping. Loved it. Great. One of mine looked like a moon. Okay, I want to retell my joke because you didn't react to my joke. Oh my. Okay, let's hear it. I said that moon cheese was very gouda. <laughs> that's better i have never in my life out of all of our years of friendship have you ever asked for like or needed some needed something so much for me emotionally like i'm here to i'm here to be your rock pun intended i'm here for you okay cheers yeah cheers hell yeah to hyping up your friends girl yes now let's chug yeah chug 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 <laughs> i love it the moon is the only spherical satellite orbiting a terrestrial planet it is the fifth largest satellite and you know what i don't know why every time i think of satellite i always think of the song by lou reed called satellite of love have you ever heard of that i think you're gonna have to play it for me okay here we go hold on hold on hold on Okay, I highly doubt I could play any more of that song without uh, getting dinged by uh, ASCAP or whatever. I feel like I got the gist. I feel like we got the gist of it, though. It's like a chill, melancholy vibe. So I got a lot of my information from this website called timeanddate.com. So in January, it's called the Wolf Moon. It was named the Wolf Moon for the howling of the hungry wolves in winter. February is called the snow moon, obviously. Some North American tribes called it the hungry moon due to the scarce food source during midwinter, while others named it bear moon to refer to when bear cubs are born. There's also the storm moon, ice moon, and snow moon, and those were commonly Celtic and Old English names. In March, it's called the worm moon because of the earthworms that come out when the soil warms up. Native American tribes called it... Hold on. When the soil warms up. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. Okay, anyway, sorry. Continue. Insert dad joke. <laughs> uh, Kelly's a dad now, so she just inherited that. I've always been a dad. Excuse you. <laughs> Native American tribes called it the crow moon for the crows coming back. They also named it snow crust moon and sap and sugar moon for when the maple sap runs. In April, it's called the pink moon. It was named that from the pink flocks wildflowers that bloom in North America in the early spring. The Native American names referred to the spring thaws and the return of growth, including the breaking ice moon and the moon of the red grass appearing. Common names in Europe also refer to the budding and birth of spring. 
The neo-pagan name is called the Awakening Moon. Whenever I think about the Pink Moon, I always think about that song by Nick Drake called Pink Moon. Um, have you ever heard of it? No, I haven't. Here we go to do that little googie doo. <laughs> I should just have these lined up, shouldn't I? You should. You should know <laughs> that I don't know any songs in my head has no thought. Oh, God. <laughs> Ringing any bells? No, I like it though. I feel like this is a song that I would like cry to. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> Everyone has their songs, you know? Yeah. Like, like this is probably a mental illness, but you ever have a, like, you need a moment to just like let all your emotions out? Oh, 110%. Uh, I don't know about you, but like I tend to like hold back what I'm feeling most of the time. <laughs> as one does, as one does. It yeah. happens a lot when you become an adult. That's true. Yeah. So, facts about Nick Drake. I know this isn't a Nick Drake. Uh, episode he died very young he battled depression and stuff he died in his home of an overdose of amitriptyline or something like that it's an antidepressant it's really sad okay so the full moon in may is called the flower moon the anglo-saxon name is milk moon while the celtic and old english names are mother's moon bright moon hair moon and grass moon lupin wildflowers start to bloom in may in north america so i'm assuming that's why they call it the flower moon oh yeah Probably. I love flowers a lot. I typically buy flowers once every two weeks or something like that. You see these little palms right here? I've got like (laughs) an array of things. Okay, those of you who don't know Arlo too well, they have a lot of flowers in their house. Yeah. (laughs) Look, I have flower tattoos. I have flower pictures literally everywhere. And I have flowers on my table every time you come over, basically. And plants. That's my vibe. Yes, and um, they're always so pretty and so colorful <laughs> and it just lightens up everyone's mood. I love it. The moon in June is called the strawberry moon. It's called that because the little red berries ripen at this time and can be gathered by Native American tribes. Other native names are berry ripened moon, green corn moon, and hot moon. Trying to get that hot toddy moon? Okay, I love the fact that it's called the hot moon. <laughs> the Celtic names are mead moon, horse moon, Diane moon, and rose moon. Other English names are Flower Moon and Planting Moon. It's also called a Flower Moon. So yeah. there's two Flower Moons. There That's could true. be well, two Flower Well, I mean, and, you know, Hi. yes. The July Moon is called the Buck Moon. It signifies the antlers that emerge on the deer buck's forehead around this time. Other Native American tribes call it Salmon Moon, Raspberry Moon, and Thunder Moon. In Celtic, this moon was known as the Claiming Moon, Wart Moon, Herb Moon, and Mead Moon. The Anglo-Saxon called it the Hay Moon. Hay Moon, Hay Moon, Hay Moon. <laughs> That's if Dolly Parton was singing that song. I'm surprised Dolly Parton doesn't have a song about the man. Uh-oh. We're going to do a little Googie. A little Guggenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> a little Google Schmoogle. Google Schmoogle. <laughs> Gobbledy Google. <laughs> so Dolly Parton does have a song about the moon, and it's called From Here to the Moon and Back. Shall we have a little Lucy Lou? That 
house adorable and so sweet. It's just good sentiment, I feel like. Dang. Man, I love a good Dolly song, though. I know. Like, I, I, know. I don't like country music, but I love Dolly Parton. I love her as a person. I love her yes. as an artist. Agreed. And I will always support her. The August moon is called the Sturgeon Moon. Because of the large numbers of Lake Sturgeon and Lake Champlain, the first was essential for Native American tribes in the area. The Celts called it Dispute Moon and Lynx Moon, and the Anglo-Saxon the Grain Moon. Other English names include Corn Moon and Lightning Moon. Okay, I do have a question. Why would they call it Dispute Moon? God, are we going to have to do a little loogie googie doogie boogie? <laughs> I think we're going to I think we're going to have to consult the googs. The googster. Uh-huh. Googly boogly boo. Okay. <laughs> Dispute moon meaning. Here we go. God, Google, if you want to sponsor us, like honestly, we're we are the podcast for you. Like we're here for you. So I found this website, slowmedicine.org, and it explains what the dispute moon is. The seasonal transition from summer to fall is a time of harvest in which food is bountiful and resources are plenty. Even in this period of productivity and celebration, the Celtic name for this month's moon is called the Dispute Moon. It unexpectedly reveals that this time also embodies a sense of conflict and resistance. So this goes like really deep. I'm, I'm looking at the same website you are. It's associated with abundance of the season to where in a few months there will not be abundance. Right. So that makes a lot of sense. Interesting. I get that. So the full moon in September is also a full moon in October. So for September and October, it's the harvest moon. Technically, the harvest moon is the full moon closest to the September equinox around uh, September 22nd. Sometimes it's the 21st and sometimes it's the 23rd. It just depends on the year. The harvest moon is the only full moon name determined by the equinox rather than a month. Most years it's in September, but around every three years it falls in October. In September, the fall moon is also known as the corn moon from the Native American tribes harvesting their corn. It can also be the harvest moon, which corresponds with the Anglo-Saxon name, while Celtic and Old English names are wine moon, song moon, and barley moon. They getting tipsy in September. <laughs> that sounds like a really fun time, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, October's full moon is called the hunter's moon. Traditionally, people in the Northern Hemisphere were preparing for the coming winter by hunting, slaughtering, and preserving meats, giving it its Anglo-Saxon's name, Hunter's Moon. Every three years, the Hunter's Moon is the Harvest Moon. This is so complicated, which is why sometimes it's called the Harvest Moon. Yeah. And sometimes it's called the Corn Moon, depends on, you know. Native Americans named this full moon after fall, including Drying Rice Moon, Falling Leaves Moon, and Freezing Moon. The Celts used seed fall moon to describe this. Also, the pagan blood moon, or sanguine moon, is used for the full moon. However, this should not be confused with the total lunar eclipse of a blood moon. In November, the full moon is called beaver moon. No beaver jokes? Um. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna go down that road, are ya? I'm not gonna touch that. We got an airplane. Despite me being bisexual. (laughs) (laughs) Despite my sexuality and sexual preferences. (laughs) The full moon in November is named after beavers who can be seen preparing for the winter. Native Americans also called it the frost moon and freezing moon. In Celtic tradition, it's also called the morning moon and the darkest depths moon. In December, it's called the cold moon, which, I mean, honestly, that makes sense. Yeah. 
In December, winter begins for most people in the Northern Hemisphere. The December full moon is called the cold moon. The Old English and Anglo-Saxon names are the moon before Yule or the long night moon, referring to the longest night of the year in the Northern Hemisphere, which we've talked about that in our past episodes before. The Celts call it the oak moon or the full cold moon. Side note, because full moons have been given names in different parts of the world with different seasons and cultures, there are several alternative names making this an extensive but not exhaustive list. Overlap between the months may also happen as the full moon name was used to track the whole lunar month. So I just want to shout out to timeanddate.com for giving us this information. You've been very helpful to us. Thank you so much. So what kind of thoughts you got going on in your head right now? I know you've got a lot of stuff to tell us. Well, first off, every moon per month is different. There are three moons that specifically have nothing to do with the month. Hmm. Pray tell. There is a super moon, which is just a moon that looks bigger than normal. Okay. Next, there's a blue moon. And blue moons are very rare. Like, have you ever heard of the saying, once in a blue moon? Mm-hmm. It's because blue moons happen every two and a half years. All it is, is an extra moon in the season that already has four moons. So it is the fifth moon of a season. Interesting. Which, again, only happens every two and a half years. Have you heard the song, Blue Moon? Who is it by? Who isn't it by? That song's been remade a lot. Ooh. Should we listen to it? Yeah, I would love to. You saw me standing alone. Oh my god. This is like every, like, I could just imagine people at the prom dancing to this song. I've heard this song before. Yeah. It's almost eerie. This is when Kelly and Arlo start talking drunk stuff and we sing to each other. Yeah. We are almost through an entire bottle of worm. <laughs> we are almost through an entire We should just turn like that. We're seeing a feed. We should keep this going on. <laughs> Don't make me teapot up in here. <laughs> no, I'm not going to laugh. I'm not going to laugh. Randall. <laughs> Kelly, I almost called you Katie. Oh my God, I probably should stop drinking, but I'm not going to. No, not let's gonna. not. Let's keep, let's keep going. Sweet. <laughs> okay, so this episode is about the moon. Do you have anything? Okay, let's go back to the episode. Yeah, it's maybe we shouldn't have drank so much at first. We drank an entire bottle of wine. So far. <laughs> yep. Yep. Whose hands are these? <laughs> Those might be my hands. Okay, so we were talking about songs, right? Yes. Boon songs. Um, moon songs. You said boon songs. We're gonna talk about boon songs, aka moon songs. Okay, <laughs> I have some cool moon facts. Do you want to hear them? Yeah, that would rock. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please tell me some moon facts. Okay, so technically there are eight phases of the moon. We are drinking seven moons wine, but there are eight phases, including when you can't see it. And that is called the new moon. Nice. It's also a book, you know, in the Twilight series called New Moon. Yeah. But we don't talk about new moon. We don't <laughs> talk about new moon. Moon. 
Have you seen uh, Encanto yet? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so Several you get times. It. I love it. Great, so you get movie. it. Okay, so there's eight faces. There's the new moon where you can't see it. There's a waxing crescent. Is it a waxing croissant? It is. It kind of <laughs> looks like a waxing croissant. Nice. There's the first quarter, the waxing gibbous, the full moon, the waning gibbous, the last quarter, and the waning crescent. The moon is moving 3.8 centimeters away from our planet every year. <laughs> Don't make me teapot here. <laughs> it was the drunk look on your face. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can sober up. I can sober up. Arlo's lightheaded and a little dipper. Okay, let me try that again. Let me try it again. Okay, okay, let's try again. The moon is moving away 3.8 centimeters away from our planet every year. Are you still laughing? <laughs> I think you're tipsy. I think you're drunk. I don't think it's me. Fun fact about Arlo. Uh, once I start laughing about something, I get really tickled. I go into like tickle mode and I cannot stop laughing. It. I mean, this has like haunted me even as a child. Uh-huh. My granny was like, uh, stop laughing. And it would make me laugh even more, unfortunately. And then I, I would, would just be on a laugh roll. I'm so glad I'm not the only one. I do the same exact thing. People could say potato and I would start laughing at it even more. Like, right. <laughs> okay, continue. Okay. Anyway, so next cool moon fact. The moon was formed 4.5 billion years ago and was created when a rock the size of Mars crashed into the Earth. Also, 4.5 billion years ago was when the Earth started forming. So around the same time. Right. So it, it didn't just like appear one day and everyone was like, what the fuck is that? No. Well, we didn't exist anyway, so. It wasn't just like pulled into Earth's gravity. It went kaboom. The moon creates tides of oceans and seas, but it also creates the tides of rock in the same manner. It's only like a couple centimeters, I think, per year. Oh, okay. You're trying to hold your phone like <laughs> drunk and sexually. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stay you still, okay? Honestly, whenever we go to edit this and we release this episode next week for the full moon, uh, we should promote it as a drunk episode. Yes. Yes, like, we should. Drunk talking about the moon. <laughs> That's what this episode is called. Yes. Drunk talking about the moon. I love it. Nailed it. I love it. Tipsy Boop. talking about the moon. <laughs> it's not just a phase, I swear. <laughs> Hold on. We have some more viewers. Ellie, this is the first time I will be drunk. After having a baby. Hold on. I'm going to have to drink to that. (laughs) Holy shit. Arlo is drunk. I feel like... (laughs) I think this happened the last time after you had your first kid. I think we went, I went to, um, I think we went out and that was the first time you went out. Oh my god, yes. And I, I rolled down my... I got out of the car. Am I your ride uh, or die? Uh, absolutely. And I get out of the car. You guys pull away, and I rolled down my front lawn because I was drunk. I was trying to make it to the front door, and I fell and rolled down the lawn. (laughs) (laughs) We should have waited until you were in your door. I was like, oh, shit, and I barrel rolled down the front yard. (laughs) I think I probably would have fallen no matter what. 
Good times. Good times. I'm drunk. Me too. I'm severely buzzed. Okay, where were we in the podcast? This is going to be great. Moon facts. That's where we were. Moon facts. Moon facts. Facts about the moon. Boop. Did you know that moonquakes were a thing? I actually did know that, but only because I did some research for this. But prior to that, no. They're just caused by the gravitational influences of Earth, but they can last up to half an hour and they are less intense than Earth's earthquakes. I'm so glad I'm not an We're astronaut. Not I know, me too. <laughs> I might be a space cadet, but I'm not an astronaut. <laughs> I'm a little spacey right now. So. Butterfly in the sky. I can fly twice as high. Take a look. It's in a book. Reading rainbow. God, that sounds such a slap. Okay. Um. Ooh, moon. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. Okay. <laughs> that was good, or I'm drunk, or both. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a bow. If you have made it this far into our episode, you might be wondering why the rest of our episode sounds a little different. Arlo and I might have gotten a little too drunk in the first part of our episode, so in this last part, Arlo isn't here, but I still hope you all enjoy this. So I'm just going to go ahead and get into my little segment. So I'm going to start with some of my favorite things. I love mythology. There are so many gods and goddesses of the moon in almost every single culture across the world. I'm going to start with the Greek goddess, Selene. She is supposed to be the personification of the moon. She drives her chariot across the heavens along with her brother Helios, the god of the sun. She's also, in mythology, one of Zeus's lovers, one of his many lovers. I think she even had kids with Zeus. Next, there is the Greek goddess Luna, who is also the personification of the moon. She is also said to ride a chariot pulled by two horse or oxen, one black and one white, to represent day and night. There's also the Chinese Greek goddess Chang'e. I know we've talked about her in another episode before. I believe in the Harvest Moon episode, she was forced to take an elixir of immortality meant for her husband and flew to the moon to be with her husband. She's normally celebrated during the Mid-Autumn Festival or the Moon Festival. Mooncakes are normally served around that time. Next, I have the Greek goddess Artemis. Diana is the Roman equivalent of her, known as the goddess of the hunt, wilderness, wild animals, nature, vegetation, childbirth, the moon, and chastity. She's also connected to menstruation and, in turn, the moon. So there is a superstition that the moon controls your menstrual cycle, which isn't true at all. The moon cycle is 29 days. Normal menstrual cycle is about 28 days. So they kind of overlap, which is why that superstition has occurred. So long ago, she was also attributed to the moon. It was also said that women had an easier labor during the full moon as well. So I've already told you two of the Greek goddesses of the moon, but there is a third. So there's Selene, there's Artemis, there is also the goddess Hecate. These three personifications of the moon are also attributed to the maiden, the mother, and the crone. So Hecate is associated with crossroads, entranceways, night, light, magic, witchcraft, 
knowledge of poisonous plants, ghosts, necromancy, and sorcery. She is also associated with the moon and the underworld. Getting off of the grease train. I don't know why I said it like that. I am running off of like seven hours of sleep in 48 hours. So this is probably going to turn out real bad and I apologize for that. The next goddess I have is the Egyptian goddess Isis. So she was believed to help the dead enter the afterlife. She is prominent in funerary practices and magical texts. Her aid was asked for in healing spells, and she was linked to the moon by her association with the goddess Artemis. Okay, and there's another Egyptian god. This one is not a goddess. He is the god Thoth. He is god of the moon, reckoning, learning, and writing. He was said to be the advisor of the gods and the representation of the sun god Ra. He is credited by Egyptian mythology with the 365-day calendar. So there are so many gods and goddesses of the moon. I just kind of shortened it down a little bit. I could probably go on for a very long time and I don't want to bore you guys. So I'm going to skip to my next segment, the myths of the moon. So there is this theory that full moon causes crazy behavior. And I don't know if anyone's worked in like the police force, worked in the fire department, or hospital. I work in a hospital. I know Arlo also works in a hospital. And I'm sure they would probably also agree that during the full moon, shit goes nuts. I don't know what it is. Um, but there's always something weird going on. Like this week was a full moon. And it was truly awful. I don't know what it was. Anyway, I believe in that myth. Um, I don't think it's a myth, but most people do. <laughs> Some people also believe that aliens live on the moon. In 1820, astronomer Franz von Paula claimed to have glimpsed entire cities on the moon with his telescope. And he thought there were aliens on the moon. So some people also believe supermoons can cause disasters such as earthquakes. Some people think the moon landing was a hoax. Next, I'm gonna talk to you all about when a full moon means good luck. And I pulled this from thealmanac.com. So it's supposed to be lucky to expose your newborn to a waxing moon. It will give the baby strength. It's also lucky to move into a new house during the new moon. Prosperity is said to increase as the moon waxes. It is also said that it's lucky to see the first sliver of a new moon unencumbered by foliage. Okay, this one has to do with rabbit's feet. A rabbit's foot is especially lucky if the rabbit was killed in a cemetery by a cross-eyed person at the dark of the moon. I'm not sure I believe this one, almanac.com. But maybe, uh, I don't know. Who am I to say that it's not true? Um, but please don't just go out and kill rabbits for the fun of it. It is also lucky to have a moonstone in your mouth at the full moon. And it's supposed to reveal the future. I don't know how that reveals the future. I don't know if it's supposed to, if you're like see it in your head as you're holding the moonstone in your mouth. Or if someone tell, is like walking up and you hear what the future is going to be. Or, I don't know, I don't think I'm going to try that though, but if you do try that, email us at crazyhexyghoul at gmail.com. We can say it on the podcast if you want your experience with holding a moonstone in your mouth. So it is also lucky to have a full moon on a Monday, or a moon day, but the moon can bring bad luck too. It is unlucky to have a full moon on a Sunday. 
it's unlucky to see the first sliver of a new moon through a window. It is unlucky to sleep in the moonlight. Or worse, be born in the moonlight. I'm not sure if I... I don't think I believe that one. Like, a lot of these seem kind of sketchy, but that one for sure I don't think is legitimate. I think you're safe if you're in the moonlight. It is unlucky to point at the new moon or view any moon over your shoulder. It's also unlucky to see the old moon in the arms of the new or a faint image of the full disk while the new crescent moon is illuminated. Ooh, especially if you're a sailor. And it looks like if you're a sailor, that means that there's going to be storms. Okay, so that's all I have for moon myths, but I'm going to talk about one more goddess. This goddess is called Mama Kia, and she is an Incan goddess. The Incans believed that the dark spots on the moon were there because a fox fell in love with Mama Kia because of her beauty and rose into the sky to be with her. When he got there, she squeezed him so close against her, it produced the dark patches we see. The Incans also feared lunar eclipses because they believed they were caused by an animal, possibly a mountain lion, puma, or serpent, trying to attack Mama Kia. In an attempt to scare away the animal, they would throw weapons, make wild gestures, and create as much noise as possible. They believed that if the animal succeeded in swallowing the moon, the world would be left in darkness. I thought that was a pretty interesting story, and I, I love myths and legends and folklore. Okay, last but not least, I have a creepypasta. It's called Children of the Moon by Rad Lad. In the town of Biston, nobody leaves their home after dark. As soon as the sun begins to set, shutters are drawn shut, candles are snuffed out, and doors are locked tight. Before the moon is fully risen, the entire town appears deserted, and silence reigns supreme. Did you hear that? whispered Freya, sounding very small and afraid in the dark. Shut up, her older brother Freud hissed through clenched teeth as he eyed the black windows of their house nearest to them. They were properly locked. Nobody in their right mind would leave their windows unlocked at night. Not in Biston, anyway. I told you we shouldn't play in the forest, continued Freya. I said we should go back sooner. And I said to shut up, Freud went on. Whining about the past doesn't change the present. Freud looked at his sister, shivering in the dark. It doesn't change the situation we're in. Before Freya could respond, the faint sound of a child's laughter floated across the wind. Goosebumps erupted along Freud's neck and arms. Something about that sound seemed wrong. Maybe there's other- Freud clasped his hand over Freya's mouth. Pulling her in close, he shrank back into the shadows of the alley. Again, the unearthly sound drifted across the air. Freya tensed in Freud's arms as she realized the magnitude of their situation. The child's voice, oddly distorted, broke the silence of the night like a fist through the glass. Come out, come out, wherever you are. The thing lumbered across the mouth of the alley, just a few feet from Freud and Freya's hiding place. It was roughly the size of a child, yet shuffled with its arms hanging grotesquely close to the ground, making its disproportionate body appear markedly ape-like. It was completely nude. It had skin so shockingly white that it reflected the glow from the moon. The thing turned its shimmering bald head towards Ellie as it crossed. Its face was perfectly smooth and entirely devoid of feature. Save for an impossibly wide smile with thin lips, the color of blood, 
The crimson slash of its mouth appeared to stretch from ear to ear. Freud felt warmth spread down his thigh as his bladder let go. Freya whimpered. The thing froze mid-stride, and its body becoming as rigid as stone. Slowly, it turned its torso until it was facing the alleyway. It took a tentative step forward. Freya sucked in a sharp breath through her nose as she began to hyperventilate. Freud clamped his hand over her mouth, but he was too late and possibly fast. The thing twisted its head towards their hiding place, producing a sickening crackle from its neck. Found you! In the town of Bisden, nobody leaves their house after dark. Every day, young ones are sternly told to be home by dusk. They are told of the evil that haunts the streets at night. They are told to always remain silent, because if they hear you, the children of the moon will tear you limb from limb. Just a little creepy story to end our show on. Thank you for listening. Bye. The music in this podcast is by the band, The Daddios. This is Kelly. And I'm Arlo. And you're listening to Crazy Hexy Ghoul. We'll see you next time. Is this it? Is this the end? Bye. Mm-hmm.